guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, Oxford Holy Club. I am your host, Brad Silliker, and joined by the other host uh, that I almost said this morning, but I know that it's this evening. Don't be fooled uh, with Lucas Candy. Lucas, how are you? I'm doing very good. And how about yourself? Uh, you know what? I can't complain. Well, welcome to episode 111. It's crazy to believe we've been going for 111 weeks, not missed one. 111. It's our 11. It's our 11th birthday. That's uh, a little Hobbit throwback. Oh, nice way to go, Bilbo. <laughs> anyway, uh, episode 111: Grandparents, Scripture, and Sandwiches. And you probably have noticed that we're actually premiering this episode. We are not doing it live, unfortunately, because Lucas, why? Why are we doing this? Uh, well, because I'm actually going to be heading to the island uh, to visit with some university friends, and I totally forgot I wouldn't be here that night. So it's funny, we had had several conversations about, you know, planning ahead of time and all that stuff. But I was like, hey, yeah, you know how we had all those conversations? I totally forgot that I'm not going to be available. I know I'm the only one, so could we record it early? So you're seeing a beautiful morning sunlight on oh, yeah. me. Hopefully I have a glow about me. Oddly enough, yeah. we are basically going 12 hours exactly from when we would normally do this. It's nine, it's nine in the morning. So if someone's looking at my clock, they wouldn't have known. They'd been like, oh yeah, it's nine o'clock. See, there's a little <laughs> clock there. I'm always cognizant true, of that eh? when we pre-record. But anyway, for yeah. the next couple of weeks, folks, it's going to be pre-recorded Oxford Holy Club. Now that doesn't mean that we might not pop into the chat and try to communicate back and forth with you. Uh, however, we probably won't. No, we're, uh, Lucas is gone this evening. I'm around, so I'll jump into chat and uh, you'll see me there. But for the next two weeks, I'm away on vacation and I know the other guys are off as well. And so we'll be back though. We'll be back and, and we're looking forward to September, you know, having some conversation around what does September look like for the Oxford Holy Club and tossing some mm -hmm. different things out there. So you're going to want to stay tuned and stick with us. Uh, don't forget, folks, if you want to find out anything and everything about the Oxford Holy Club podcast, you can go to our website, OxfordHolyClub.com, and from there you can find out who we are. You can find us on all the social medias uh, that we're on so that you can stay up to date. Don't forget to like our Facebook page uh, so that you get notified when we go live. We do have a YouTube channel, and you can subscribe and click the notification bell so that you get notified when we have content that goes up there. But if you want the pure the pure Oxford Holy Club, then you're going to want to be here on Facebook where it usually happens live, but for the next three weeks, pre-recorded. Uh, and don't forget too, if you just like audio and you don't want to see our faces and all that type of stuff, that's fine. We get it. Uh, you can listen to us on your favorite podcast player of choice. We are there. Just search up Oxford Holy Club. And if you really, really want to, why don't you share this, um, this post on Facebook with others. If you click the share button, just watch how big the community can grow. It's crazy. Uh, all right, Lucas. Caring is caring, you could almost say. And I would say that. Mm -hmm. Might be trademark, but we'll say it. Okay. What's what's coming up for us right now, my man? Uh, well, next up we have the, uh, the catch up. So Brad, uh, you've had some exciting things going on this week. Tell us about that. Well, okay, thank you. You know, a lot has happened in a week. And when, when, last, when last we talked, I think I shared, and you'll have to forgive me if I'm wrong, I think that we sh I shared that um, we were on the camper hunt. At, do you remember at what point were we on that, on that hunt? 
when we talked last week? I think you were you were picking some. I think you would like pretty much seal the deal, and you had to go pick it up. I think. I th- I think that's the case. So basically, in the span of a week, we were able to secure a um a lot out at at the beach in West Point, and it's my great uncle's. He's in the United States, and just told us that we could come and use the the spot anytime. The lot is right beside my grandparents and my uncle and aunts. Like it's it's all family that's down there, right on the beach, and uh, and so we were able to to use that lot, but we needed a camper. And so when last we spoke, uh, I believe we were on the camper hunt, which was fun. We used to own a camper. We had one at Big Lake Camp. Uh, We started with a tent, moved to a tent trailer that was from the 1960s. Very grateful for that, but then moved to another camper that was from the 1990s. And I, 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 sorry, I thought I just saw my vehicle drive by and I thought someone stole my car. (laughs) you live in a real rough part of Charlottetown. Man. Anyway, and so then we, we moved in. We got a camper, but it didn't have slide outs. And I'm going to sound really, what's the word I want to use? I'm very Camper grateful. snobby. Camper snobby. It had bunk beds, but it had no slide outs. And so it was basically a glorified hallway with, you know, a few <laughs> things off to the side you could sit down on. And so we were very, very thankful for it. But it was getting to be, you know, it was older and it needed some work and we didn't want to invest the money into that. So when we were looking for a camper, we're like, okay, we've got some requirements. It's got to be 33, no, 30 feet tops or, or you know, plus. It's got to have slide outs and it's got to have a bunk room. Okay, that's all well and good. But when you start, you know, making your list, you realize that, okay, if I want all spendy. that, it gets real spendy <laughs> real quick. And so we're like, that's okay, right. well, let's set some expectation here. So realistically, if we're going to get something with that, it's probably going to need a little bit of work to get it in our price range. And you're not going to be getting something in the 2010s and up. You're going to be going to end up with a convertible RV. (laughs) Oh, that roof peels right back. Right back. Right back. See, look at the stars. That's a cloth. It's a cloth roof that those are all the rage. (laughs) Anyway, long story short was that we found something with exactly what we wanted. Uh, We didn't want a fifth wheel and it was a little outside our price range. Uh, but we wanted to go talk, you know, go see it, talk with them and, and all that. So as you would expect, there's a little bit of work to do and I've been working on it and that's been fun. I spent my whole day Friday <laughs> working on it. That was fun. That's a whole other story. Basically, when we walked in, there was a soft spot right where you walked in and the gentleman said he had been told that it, when he bought it, it wasn't water damage. Well, if you get a soft spot on your floor in a camper, guys, let me just tell you right up front. It's water, it's water damage. damage. It's always water what damage. Else, what else? What else would air do damage. That? Yeah, air. No. I think it's uh yeah, too much air. Like too many people just coming in and out. These things weren't built for people to walk on them. So <laughs> anyway, so I took that floor up and of course it was water damage. Now it's right by the sink. And so uh, I found as I was doing some plumbing as well, there was a gasket. Uh, that was that was broke, which is probably the source of where that water came from, a leak in, in the faucet or a leak in the, the mm-hmm. pipes. So anyway, ripped that floor out, went and bought, I had to go buy tools just to do this because I didn't have the <laughs> stuff I needed, which was really just a, a handsaw. I had everything else. I actually- You didn't have a handsaw? No, I, I, I never find myself needing that, but I've got the, the saw that you hold and it's like- uh, if you wanted to cut reciprocating saw, is it a reci- yeah, I, I have a reciprocating the gun, saw. the gun saw, the gun saw. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a reciprocating saw. So I use that. I drilled holes, uh, around the corners of where I needed to get the wood out so I could get the blade in and, mm-hmm. and then cut that section of wood out, you know, cut, put new, 
um, put new floor down and anyway, it's all solid, good to go now. And so now I'm going to work on that plumbing and fix that. I guess all that to say, we found a camper, we bought a camper and, and now I'm doing, I'm doing the work that I knew I would have to do, you know, mm-hmm. but, but it's got everything that we wanted. It's 33 feet. It's got the bunk room. It's got the slide out and everything, everything works. The air conditioning works, you know, the plumbing right now I've got, they put a new sink in that was that was everything just drops below the camper that's not that's not tomorrow's problem that's tomorrow's problem but they put a new sink in that was too that's really low but it's a beautiful stainless steel sink and uh and but but because of that i've got to move pipes down and reconnect and that was you know that was part of the conditions of buying like as is it's like okay we put this sink in but we never hooked the drain up so you can hook the drain up okay yeah not a big deal until you get under there and you go oh holy smokes guys I've got to lower. Big deal. All, I've got to lower all all this all this plumbing, so that's um, that's Thursday's Brad's problem. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, uh, so we got so Saturday. My uncle, my uncle reached out to me and he saw that we bought the camper and he said, "You know, where'd you get it?" I told him the story and and then he said, um, "Don't rent anything. I'm, I'll come and land it for you up west." So he drove mm-hmm. an hour and a half Saturday morning. He picked my dad up along the way. And they showed up Saturday morning and we're, it's starting to rain. And so if you've been to my house, we're in a duplex and it's got this little like overhang and uh, not an awning, but you know, what, what would you call that? But a lip, a lip that sticks out enough for like a person to stand under. So you don't get wet before you get in the house or go out. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're starting to get hooked in and it starts to downpour like crazy. So Mandy, my Mandy, me, my uncle and my dad are all standing outside under this thing, all like tucked in together waiting for the rain to stop. And then Blair goes, uh, my uncle Blair, he says, uh, yeah. So do you have the hitch for this? <laughs> I, 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 what? Yeah. Didn't it come with a hitch and a ball? <laughs> uh, no, sir. Did not. No. And I said, no. And he goes, okay, I guess I got to go home and get mine. Well, that's an hour and a half away. And we screw him with me. Of course he had a hitch <laughs> and a ball. Anyway, <laughs> We get it. We get everything hooked up and we tow it up to the beach and get it parked and get it leveled. And uh, that's fantastic. Here's the thing that I learned. When you're a camper owner, when it is yours, mm-hmm. there are things that you think about that if you were not, you don't. So, for instance, when we looked at the camper, you would think I should have known better. But when we looked at the camper... I looked around underneath, made sure everything was there. So I made sure that the pipe for the septic, the sewer, and you know all the water that drains was there. What I didn't pick up on that I did as an owner is that they had taken the normal adapter off that is a click adapter for your, oh. for your sewer pipe, um, your hose to click on, and it's just a straight pipe, which means that I can't just run a normal stinking hose to that i've either got to put the adapter on or find a different way to get the hose on so we go to set up and i get the power run not a problem i go to hook up the set the hose the hose that was in it was not long enough i was probably (laughs) five feet short from from being able to hook up so no water this time guys thank goodness we brought bottled water everybody flush the toilet with bottled water and then I go, and th- and then there's there's no septic hose, no hose. Ooh, no hose. I totally I totally gapped it in my mind, because it's just something that you just you know you you 
Peeing in the dunes. So luckily we've got, yeah, peeing in the dunes. We got family right beside us so you could use their bathrooms and all that. But anyway, I picked up everything I need and I'm going nice. up going up Thursday to hook it all up and, and have the camper self-sufficient. Um, <laughs> there, that's been my life was and, and, and what a life it's been well it's you know what we're really we're really excited um i was saying to mandy and i said to a couple of people when we had our camper at big lake i love i love big lake um and there's nothing like it for me it it holds a very special place in my heart but camping at big lake as a vacation for me just didn't seem mm-hmm. to work. And, and it was nothing. I, I, the people there, I, I love the people that are there and our neighbors on either side are fantastic. It wasn't that it was that there just wasn't enough of a separation from the people that you work with and, right. and then the people that are around you when you're vacationing. So going to West point for me, it's an hour and a half away, which means I can't just decide, you know what I want? I'd like to just go back home. Yeah, like I'll be in the camping mode and away from everyone except uh, immediate family, and even then, you know, not a whole lot. So, right. so some privacy, which is kind of cool. Uh, so that's that's me. I'm we're 18 minutes in, and I've I've talked. <laughs> How have you been? Right. How have you been? Uh, I've been doing good. Um, Next segment. <laughs> so, <laughs> just kidding. My my parents had their 40th anniversary this weekend. So Happy that was anniversary. Fun. Uh, yes. So they came home uh, or we came, we came to their house. My brother and his family came to their house. And that was really fun to have a kind of time. And mom wanted her. She's like, here's all I want. Show up in the state. We're going to have a photo shoot. And I was like, oh dear. Cause like our I kids it. are not great picture takers. They, 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 well, they're super good and super cute picture takers up until around age five. In which case they lose the ability not to smile like a serial killer. And they're like, <laughs> Making all their pictures. And I'm like, that's not a smile. What are you doing? And I'm, but it's funny because I remember as a kid getting hard time from my mom. She's like, you're grinning. You're not smiling. I was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, anyway, so, but you know what? It was, it went really well. I was, I was a little surprised because it was fast. Like, cause we did oh, that's perfect. the whole family. We, we did like each individual family. We did like, you know, every permutation, they basically did like, okay, the grandmother and the grandkids, the grandfather and the grandkids, and, you know, all the, the grandmother and the w- daughters-in-law, and like every little thing. And it was great, except for, here's what it was. Like, okay, get you in your spot. They're like, click, 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 click. Okay, next. And I mean, I'm super excited about how fast it is, but I was like, are you are you sure you have yeah. enough? That's a lot of faces you have to have lined up. Are these in focus? Um, but they... Yeah, but I'm sure I'm sure they're pros. I'm looking forward. We haven't seen the end result yet, but like we've got every possible, like I said, shot and permutation and everything. And they're fun, too, because like you'd be doing something silly and like, oh, let's get a picture of this or a picture of that. And Gideon really wanted to get a picture of just me and him. He's like, can we get a picture of just me and you? Dad? Oh, I was like, yeah, cool. sure. And we were wearing our matching shirts and everything. So it looked like a couple of nerds. It's great. Uh, so no, that was fun. Hey, and uh, can, can, yes. So my my in laws do this as well. Pictures for everything. Pictures at the table. Pictures out in the yard and all that. The thought just yeah. occurred to me. Tell me what you think about this. What would mm-hmm. it look like if the entire family that would normally get pictures taken? So for us, it's all the you know like our family and the other sisters and their husbands and kids and, and all that. Mm-hmm. If we all chipped in and hired a photographer for the day just to follow us all around and take pictures at the events. 
And, and you're like, okay, everybody put on your Christmas sweaters. Okay, everybody put on your Halloween costumes. <laughs> get it all done. <laughs> get, in, get it all done in one day. I, I like how you augmented that. What do you think? Do you, do you, do you think that would be weird to you have? Know, well, no, I think, especially because you want to have those nice pictures. And it's funny because um, we've had only had professional photography done a couple times. Like we had it done when Gideon was Gideon and Esther were small. And then we had, you know, this set right up here done, you know, three or four years ago. I mean, well, I guess we can say four years ago because Ruthie just turned four and she's just a little nugget there. Um, so, and then we, we'll have this one, which is a professional photographer, which is good. And, and they are like, they are super nice. Like I, I, I take a lot of pictures more than the average Joe and I, and I take some nice pictures occasionally, but mine are more like fluke, like out of like 50 pictures, I'll get like, a, I'll get a gem, like a diamond in the rough. Right. Sure. Um, a diamond whereas, in the rough, in the rough. Aladdin. Classic. So, so mine's more luck based, but I mean, I, it's funny cause I will see people who are photographers that take just beautiful pictures and, you know, so it'll, hopefully these will, these will turn out great. And, oh, so and, you guys uh, had a photographer sure. come. Oh, sorry. Yes. This was a mom booked a photographer for this. Oh, yeah. That's, that was my idea. It was your thing. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, that's just what we did. Uh, oh, so, okay. But yeah, so, but, but we usually do these things for like holidays. So Christmas, Thanksgiving. So would it be weird to hire a photographer and then do you have to feed no. them? <laughs> you throw them a hot dog or something and, and I'm sure that would be, would be fine. Uh, sorry, just one second. So folks at home, what do you think? Would you hire a photographer to be around with you during the Christmas holidays, Thanksgiving, and any other time that your family get together to, uh, to eat and then take pictures? I think it'd be fun. Let us know in the comments what you would do. Welcome back, Lucas. Hi. You know what my favorite thing is? When you tell your kids, listen, for the next 45 minutes to an hour, I need you not to be upstairs for any reason whatsoever. And I've had not one, but two different kids come up whispering things to me about shows they can or cannot watch. Let's all listen. Then go get a snack. Find whatever you can find, you can eat. Whoa. What you get, what you gets, you keeps. I did feed them breakfast for the record. But anyhow, uh, so we did that. Uh, we came home from several days away and our pool, we got a pool this year, which is, you know, great. Um, green, very, very green. Um, so Melissa, I mean, when we bought the pool, Melissa and I had an agreement. Oh, Listen, uh, I know where this pool, is going. You are 100% in charge of taking care of it. Like you are, if you want the puppy, you got to walk it. Um, and she does take care of it. Like she is in charge well, of it. But it was green. It, <laughs> It was kind of nice. <laughs> she so, says that. <laughs> I mean, but the proof uh, it was, was in the pudding. It was nice to come home to, to a green pool and say, that looks like you got a big job ahead of you. Uh, yep. <laughs> but uh, now, to be fair, a part of the factor is like you have these like uh, paper cartridges, like the filters. You, you probably have them for your pool we too. We do. But you cannot, you can't find them in Fairton because of like pools and pool stuff is like, there's t- chemicals are not a problem to find. Like Walmart has all the chemicals. But for filters, I've just been... It's empty. It's empty here, too. I looked yesterday. Yeah. I just, you have to rinse it out. And you, yep. you can reuse them. Yep. But I've been... Really, I'm going to be stretching this one to the max. I've already Googled, like, make your own pool filter. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, well, but we'll wait till this one completely uh, lays down before we do that. And then finally, uh, ants. I have a bit of an ant problem because uh, I had some cousins over. I was babysitting some of the cousins. They brought great, them? Except for... Uh, yeah, invested. Except for one of them left a full popsicle on the floor that melted just inside of our door uh, from like our deck. And I came, I came by and there was like 50 ants. Like they, you know, they, they, um, 
Wait, which kid is this? Same one? Yes, same one. She just wants to show you show you that. So there you go. You've 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 you done seen it. Hey everyone at home. An unicorn. Meme that. Can you meme that? <laughs> Can you meme that? Is that a thing? Uh yeah, so that's probably about it for me for for the catch up. Uh we 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 got ants, we got we got uh, 40th anniversary and we got a green pool. What are you going to do with the green pool? Uh, well, that's up to Melissa. I'll have to ask her, but uh, she shocked it. She put in some aldehyde. It's never been green before. She, it's been, it's done really well so far this summer, but it was starting to get a little funky. Uh, and then we left and then can, it got super funky. Can I give you our light, our pool hack that we use now? It might Which, be harder because I think yours is bigger, but we were, we, we were trying to do all the chemicals and stuff and we wound up with it starting to smell funky and start to change color. And mm-hmm. so we, we wound up cause our pool at the time wasn't huge. So we just drained it. And refilled it. Right. And it took a, you know, it took the afternoon to refill. Um, right. But since then, we were we were told just like when you go buy a bottle of bleach at Walmart, just like a normal big yeah. bottle of bleach you would use for washing or cleaning. Just yeah. walk around your pool and dump that whole bottle of bleach in. And so really? yeah, so we've just been we haven't bought anything else, no chemicals uh, other than we just get bleach, and maybe once a week, week and a half, we we go around the pool with, with a bottle of bleach, keeps the chlorine right. in, keeps it clean and it's clear. Anyway, nice clean, clear and under well, control. <laughs> I'll pass it along to the, uh, to the pool meister. Um, so yeah, that's, that's up for ketchup and we're on to our next segment, which I believe is. All right, today for Potent Ponderable, instead of some wild or crazy scenario, I thought I would just ask a standard kind of question is, what do you think you're going to be like as a grandparent? So what are your grandparent goals? And, you know, I was thinking about this. I almost made a question. I actually have it on our, like, our ideas list of what kind of uncle do you want to be? Because as a kid, I had a fun uncle. Like, all my uncles were fun, but I had one a who was, like, super fun. A fun uncle, yeah. And I remember when I first started having nieces and nephews, I'm like, I want to be the Funkle, right? I want to be, so every time I like, we gotta sometimes stop saying that. Out and I'd be like, okay, like the kids want me to play with them. I was like, listen, if you want to be the fun, fun uncle, you got to put in the time, you got to invest to be the fun uncle. So I was like, all right. So I'd cram myself into the playhouse or I'd do, do the tea party or whatever. So, and I was thinking about that. My mom and dad were talking about, you know, fourth anniversary and she goes, oh yeah, like I can't, she's like, I can't believe it's in 40 years. Like the time flew by. And, you know, so I, so I said, you know, before I know it, you know, hopefully not too, too soon, but like I'll be a grandparent. And so what kind of what kind of things when you're a grandparent, what do you want your grandparent persona to be? Ooh, I want to be the fun mm. grandparent, the grumple. No, that would be a that would be a grandparent uncle. No, the frampy, <laughs> the frampy, frampy. <laughs> I want to be a frampy. Uh, OK, well, before I get to my goals, let me ask you this. Are you going to be? Yeah. Are you going to be a grandpa, a grampy, a pa? A... That's a great question. It's funny. I still I remember the time when we were all as Melissa's family all camping, and her sister was expecting her first kid, which was going to be the first grandkid. And then her parents were having that discussion, like, "What is our grandparent name going to be?" And in all of my at that point twenty five years of life, I never thought that you get to pick the name. Like I just assumed yeah. it was like bestowed upon you in a special ceremony, or maybe a hat told you what it was going to be, or something. The sorting hat. But uh, it's funny because growing up, I had a Grammy, a Grampy, and I had a Nana and a Pop, and I loved the you know the the, yeah. di- the Ooh, you know pop. two separate things. But then 
for for Melissa's family and my family, it's her parents are Nana and Papa, and my parents are Nan and Pop. And I'm oh. not a fan of that. Like, oh, I mean, that's I like too the names close. That's but too close. It's too. It's way too close. I would actually, I would actually prefer them to both be Nana and Papa. So we could say Nana and Papa Candy, Nana and Papa Melvin. But it's funny because my kids are constantly correcting me. I'm like, oh, we're going to Nan or Nana's or the, you know, the one who lives in Sussex. And then <laughs> yep. like, okay. Um, yeah. So as far as me, I've thought about it. So I come from a tradition of pops. So I may end up being a pop. Ooh. I don't know. I, if, let, I had to, if I had to guess. Let me run through a really quick list of grandfather na- traditional <laughs> grandfather names. And you tell me which one jumps out at you that you'd like. Ready? I'm going to go right. quick because there's a lot. Yep. Big daddy, big pa, grandfather, grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpappy, ooh, Gramps, Granddad, Granddaddy, Grandpop, uh, Pop, Gramps. I do, I do, I, I do love Gramps. Gramps candy, uh, Grandpop, Papa, Peepop, Papa Daddy. Nope, Pop, Papa, Pops, Pop, Pop, Poppy. Sorry, Pop, Pop, Boom, Boom, Pa. <laughs> Boom pa. It's your it's your boom pa. Listen, if anyone listening has any grandparents that have these names, please let us know. No offense to boom pa. No. Um bumpa, bumpy, bopa. Bumpy. Modern grandparent names. Ace, Buzz. Ace. Call me Ace. Buck, Buddy, Buzzy, Captain Champ, Chief, Coach, Duke, G. G dog, no. G dad, no, Grady, I don't accept no. Those. Anyway, King Granite, I shall be Granite. Granite. This uh, is like Papster. for a young hipster grandfather who doesn't who want to be old. Man, call me Ace. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd be interested. I'd be interested to uh, interested to know, like, to go back to your heritage. Your, you know, like, so, so the Siliker family, I believe, originally is German Jewish descent. And so, like, German is Opa. Um, right. but I wonder what the, Dutch. what's that? So is the, the, the yeah. I, there's a bunch of Dutch people around. I know who have Omas and Opas hmm. anyway, which is funny. Cause my, when my parents were like spitballing names, I was like, Hey you guys, like, you know, Gideon's on the way. Like, what do you guys think you're going to be? And my dad's like, yeah, I've been looking over the list. I kind of like Oma and Opa and mom's like, you're not Dutch. <laughs> Can't just pick that. <laughs> Nothing like appropriating. <laughs> cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> Hawaiian is uh, tutu cane. Tutu cane. I, I like that. But Sounds too much like a toucan. Uh, uh, fair, I couldn't get behind Fair it. enough. Fair enough. My, my, who is it? My, um, my dad's grandmother was called Mimi, which is kind of a fun one. Okay. But, uh, but I, I think, I think I'm, I'm guessing we're going to end up going, cause you, you have, you can't have like a nanny and a grampy like and that. I think that would be pretty rare. I think you're going to go that Grammy Grampy up. or Nana Pop. You know, I think around New Brunswick, at least in Maritime, that seems to be the common ones. Although, who is it? Oh, uh, my uncle, my aunt and uncle, they have funny ones. And I can't remember what it is. And it's not none of the ones you've heard. They're basically just two made up names. Hmm. But I can't remember them right now, but they are they are humorous. So anyway, what's your heritage? Ooh, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good Canadian, which makes it like, I don't know, the genetic equivalent of a mutt, like kind of a bit of everything. I think, you know, you got some English, you got some Scottish, we yeah. came over on a boat at some point, you know, like we're just a whole, we got a whole situation going on, but yeah, nothing like my proud, whatever roots. I, I have no proud roots. Um, there's no tart, there's but, you know, no candy tartan. 
No candy tartan. It's just a, it's just a candy cane stripe. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, yeah, I, we came from both, both came from England. My grandfather, pop candy actually came from England. He was born That's, there. That, if, if you don't do pop candy, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that will appeal actually, to children at a level in which nothing else could. Well, what is it? We call my my great nana. Well, sorry, my nana, who's my kid's great nana. They call her uh, great nan can. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. So Melissa could become a nan can if she wanted to be, but I prefer nana. Mm. I like the full, you know, the original. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, as far as my persona, yeah, I want to go for I want to go for fun. I want to go for quirky. Like I like the idea of like, oh, you never know what uh-huh. old pop candy is going to say. Uh, not like a, like a, Oh, careful. Who knows what he'll say? Like, don't take him out to dinner, <laughs> but like, you know, wisdom. I, Oh man, I have some funny stories about Melissa's grandmother lived with them and I'll have a story. I, I don't think I should share it on the air, but I'll share it after. And it was hilarious. Oh, good. Uh, anyway, I'll and, let everybody it's, not know. Like, it's not bad. I just don't have permission to share it. So. Understood. Uh, she was a wonderful woman. Um, <laughs> and then, so I'd love to be a life lesson teaching. I mean, it's funny. I was reading some, I was reading some thing, I forget what it was, and this guy's like, oh, I still remember when I was 16, I, I stole one of my grampy's pipes and tried to smoke it, and then I just ended up like chewing on the tobacco and almost choking to death. He goes, and he found me, and instead of getting mad at me, he like taught me how to smoke it properly. You know, not that I want to encourage smoking, but you know, that idea, like the one who like, they'll teach you the life lessons or whatever, that's what I think I'm going to go for. Actually, um, Jeff LeBlanc, who's a listener, hey Jeff, his grandparent, his his uh, his wife's parents they do a they do a like a grandparents camp every year where once they're in kindergarten they come to their house for a week so and as the years go on as more kids age into the program essentially mm-hmm. more and more kids are there they have a, they have a whole like they have a um, like a camp that they can go to yeah, so yeah. they'll do like activities and stuff mm-hmm. and that way it gives the parents a break and gives them time with the grandkids and stuff so I think that'll be you know that will be fun growing up it's funny because. I had like my city grandparents and my country grandparents yeah. and by city, I mean, Sussex, New Brunswick, uh, but my town grandparents and my country. So, you know, one had uh, a farm and a barn and animals and all kinds of stuff. The other ones had cable and I both <laughs> thought they were both about the same amount of cool. <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh man, we can watch YTV or, Oh, we can see cows and donkeys and all that other kind of stuff. So I remember thinking that was funny that basically they were about the same level of fun to me. Yep. Uh, yes. Yeah. So how about you? Would any more, other than fun, any more characteristics for being a grandpap? You know, well, I'm definitely not going with grandpap. That is a hard (laughs) pass. Uh, You know, let me, I definitely want to be the fun grandparent. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they're willing to receive life lessons, I'd like to be able to give, give some, you know, you want to respect the parents at the same time, yes. right? So yes. there's not, nothing worse than grandparents that just say, at my house, it's my rules. Well, what? Yes. No. Being a being a huge support to the parents and not overstepping. I think that's it, important. Huge. Now, I w- And probably hard to do at times, but yeah. I, I will say that currently my, my parents and my in-laws are those types of grandparents, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not complaining and it's saying, I'm going to set the record straight when it's my turn. <laughs> uh, but certainly, you know, staying within that boundary. Uh, I see myself, do you know who Wilfred Brimley is? 
Yeah, the, the he just actor? passed away like yesterday. Okay. Oh, diabetes. Diabetes. He's the diabetes guy. But I'm yeah. pretty sure there was old commercials with him sitting by a river with his grandkid oh. fishing. Yes. Does that yes. sound right? Uh, is was was for oatmeal? It might have been for <laughs> oatmeal or again yeah. some kind of diabetes thing. Diabetes <laughs> medicine, possibly. Very possibly. And yeah. so, for whatever reason, that stood out. So I guess I need to take up fishing. So as, <laughs> as I don't care for. I mean, I like I like fishing. I hate touching fish. So I guess I'll have to get over that. <laughs> You're the grandpa's like ew 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 ew. ew, ew. <laughs> That's uh, but, but actually, that's one thing that like I'll, I'll take I'll take a trait from both sides um, that I really like. Like my parents and most parents too, but I, they're they're very good. Like anytime my parents come to visit, they're like kicking me and Melissa out. They're like, you guys go out and like go for a date. Mm-hmm. Like we know what it's like. Like you don't have people. Like you don't have lots of childcare. Like when we're up, go. Yeah. Uh, and that so they're they're not just grandparents, but they're also great parents still. Like they're still doing the parenting thing, and not as in like telling us what to do, but just like trying to support us. Uh, which I really appreciate that. And then on the other side, um, one thing I appreciate is uh, like Melissa's parents, like uh, I was thinking just the other day, um, they were up for something and Melissa's dad was like teaching, like working on Gideon's like baseball fundamentals. Like not just like, hey, let's play a quick game of catch, but he was like trying to teach him like the, how to mm-hmm. do it better, right? Um, and I, you know, I like that they're there to kind of, cause it's so funny. Like you'll be, you'll, you'll just be bopping along thinking you're doing a good job parenting realize your kid can't catch a baseball or you're, or like they're doing, or they're just some, some skill and getting good, but like there'll be some skill like, Ooh, I dropped the ball there. Right. <laughs> like, oh no, my kids don't know how to swim or, yeah, or something yeah. like you've just been so busy. And I like them. They come and help you with some of the, the, the kind of the, the, the grunt work of parenting. Absolutely. That's nice too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. for those of you that are thinking about being grandparents someday, is that how that works? Why don't you uh, let us know <laughs> number one, what your name would be. And what's your persona? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an opportunity to reinvent yourself. Just do a listen. If you want to go grumpy, go grumpy. That is your right. As as I'm already kind of grumpy, so I've got I've I've I'm I've been an old man in my heart for a long time. Uh, so I think I'll really age well into that. Mm. Uh, I just need mm. to get a better rocking chair and a stoop. But yeah, yes. Oh, I I want a dog. Let it be said now. <laughs> I want a, a dog. hound. A hound. Something that sits beside me on my rocking chair on the porch out front. Love it. Well, folks, we are going to move into our SMORP. I was looking for an audio cue and I couldn't find one. There isn't one. SMORP (laughs) is an acronym for scripture, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. And basically this is just, it's, it's, um, a process in which we go through as we look at scripture. And so we're going to read a bit of script, read a bit of scripture here. It's going to be on the screen for you. And then we're going to go through some guided questions and just have some conversation around it. And, I would encourage you if you feel um, if you feel the impulse uh, to to still put something in chat. We've been doing this with our church online, and other churches are doing something similar to this. And having conversation in chat with one another has been huge because someone will say something that jumps out to somebody else, and they'll pick up. And so it's not all about Lucas and I sharing deep wisdom. It's about conversation amongst the community. So I would really ask and encourage. I know it's pre-recorded right now, and that might feel weird, uh, but still share with one another, and uh, and we'll grow together. So just give me a second while I get this up. Here we go. So our scripture today is coming from 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 12 to 16, and it reads like this. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted, while evil people and imposters will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, 
Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from who, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Lucas, you want me to give that one more pass or you think we're good? I think we're good. I think we're good. All right. So uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to look at scripture. And really this part of the acronym is about what words, phrases, or observations in this passage stand out to us. What does the scripture tell us about the nature and work of God? And again, with, with the SMORP, we really encourage you to get a journal and write stuff down because that's very important. Now, someone's pulling into the church right now. I've got a note on my door saying I'm recording and my door is locked. We'll see how well this works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, Lucas, let me ask you, what words or phrases stood out to you? I think for me, the one that popped off the screen of me was uh, the first one. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Jesus Christ will be persecuted. That's a cheery note, eh? It's a promise you can take to the bank. Uh, for me, the part that jumped out was, uh, but for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed. Uh, and then mm. verse 16 about all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable, you know, for teaching and, and those things. The parts that jumped out at me were, were, were those things. Anything else before we go to the next part, Lucas? This is, scripture is more about just the phrases. We're not really diving deep in. We just, what jumped out at you? Yeah. Kind of the, the quick words there. Uh, yeah, the whole breathe, uh, breathe out by God, useful. You know, like it's so easy to see a part of the Bible and you're like, well, I'm just going to skip over that, like a genealogy or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then all of a sudden years later, you find out, oh, this is super important. It's here because of, and someone will tell you. Or you can even learn a lesson from the actual just like so-and-so begets so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it's, it's always always be looking for, for meaning. And it's funny too, because sometimes you'll be reading the verse for the, eighth time or hundredth time or whatever. And all of a sudden it just hits you differently Mm because you're more mature or because God is revealing something to you or like, you know, like we've talked about it before, you know, but like all of this scripture that talks about like, you know, God, the father, you know, and like, and people, us as humans being as children, you know, we've always read that as us as a child, but then once you become a parent, all of a sudden you're seeing it from both sides um, and it gives you a different perspective on it. So sometimes it just takes time to see that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's more, you know, God showing it to you. Hmm. So the message part of our SMORPS is, uh, what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, or promise? And if you have a question for God, don't be afraid to ask. He can take it. Uh, write this stuff down. Uh, for, for me, going back to my first uh, scripture that kind of popped out at me, but yeah, the whole idea that if you live a godly life, you'll be persecuted. And, and I don't think that it's like, oh, you know, the wolves at the door, watch out, be super paranoid. But just the fact that like, yeah, there's people who are not going to like you. There's people who are going to be like, oh, those Christians, whatever. That should not surprise you. There's some people who are like, can you believe I have these upstanding morals and people are judging me for them or whatever? Like, yeah, that's, that's the way it's going to be. That's the score. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And too often, I think, especially in some Mm -hmm. churches, Christianity can be very, uh, comfortable and not that comfort is necessarily bad, but all of a sudden when the uncomfortable things happen, you're like, well, this is not what I signed up for. Right. No, no, actually like, eh, it kind of is what you signed up for. Um, and that's why you can have like, because 
even though there's persecution to some extent in North America, it's really pretty, pretty soft persecution for the most part compared to like places like, you know, China and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, communist countries. Um, so I just think that we have to be, we have to understand that we're not promised an easy ride. And I still remember going to an event one time in this past was like, Oh, you know, basically if you become a Christian, like, like it's easy street from then oh. on in. <laughs> And we're like, okay, so this but, isn't the church I want to be back to. No, and and that has been such that has been pushed. Like, yeah, all your problems, bring them to the Lord; He'll fix them all, and you'll be good to go. And so many people make that trip to the altar, and mm-hmm. and they leave, and they go back. Like the your circumstances don't change. You know now nope. now can God, you know, do that and everything be better? Sure, He could, but. Yep. But the promise is that he'll be there with you through those circumstances. I have a friend yeah. right now uh, who's in jail because he's a Christian. And I won't mention the country or any of that kind of stuff. But just by virtue of him being a Christian has landed him in jail for potentially 20 years. All right. So, like, persecution happens. And you're right, Lucas. Uh, at, to this point, at least in Canada, I won't go to jail for being a Christian. Now, I'm right. not sure how far I can push that because if you right. really – like the way our country's headed right now, it is becoming harder and harder um, to vocally be a Christian. And, yep, 100%. The, and the fact that, that we're surprised, and I liked how you worded that, you know, we signed up for that. If they killed Jesus, who did zero wrong and only right. helped, mm-hmm. how much more are they going to persecute us who are, yeah. who are fallible and don't represent Christ properly from time to time, you know, like, and even if we did represent him a hundred percent, we killed him. Yeah, that's right. So you you can be doing it right and still make enemies, right. Just by the fact that um, people get upset at the whole concept sometimes. Well, you know, this kind of dovetails into the message part for me, because I was looking at the scripture about, um, what you have learned, uh, but as for you continue in what you've learned and, and have firmly believed, and then, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with sacred writings. This actually got me thinking about, because um, the context of this scripture and, and just, bef- just before the part that we're reading is about uh, ungodliness in the last days, about how people would, you know, rather love money, rather love, you know, feeling good, all this kind of stuff, and, and will scoff and make fun of us. And I was thinking of my this put me in, in mind of my children. What am I teaching my children? And the Bible stories that they, that they need to have, like there's, there's, you know, kids get the Bible stories and they know about Moses and Noah and like the main kind of bumps along the road sort of thing. But, but what, I, I guess I was being challenged to go, okay, my kids are going to be persecuted and have been in their own way even now. My son got into an argument with one of his friends on a trampoline about how humans came to be. And right. Jaden argued that it was from, uh, from, from God. That's, that's how we were created. Right. And, and this kid that's his same age was arguing, no, it was evolution. It was a single cell that evolved. And they're <laughs> arguing back and forth on the trampoline. No, it's God. No, it's a single cell. And as they're going up and down, right. As and, <laughs> and like they're eight years old. Right. So I guess the challenge that, I, that I'm sensing or feeling here is what foundation is being built? What, what foundation am I building in my kids? 
mm-hmm. that is going to help them weather this kind of persecution, whatever it looks yeah. like. So, so the Sunday school stories aren't going to cut it when they get to a certain age. Right. Right. Like there has to be an actual faith, not more than, and, and, you know, I think I was such an awesome Christian because I knew all the stories, right. As a kid. Uh, information is but, not transformation, Lucas. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Uh, and so yeah. like, and I recognize that my kids are young and, and that probably, you know, they've accepted Christ at a young age, but even that, like, is their faith their own yet? Do they, do they, mm-hmm. do they understand what that means? Probably not. And, mm-hmm. and as they get older, I want, you know, those stories are important to this, to, to knowing, but I want there to actually be transformation in them. And I want them, you know, um, cause it says, and from the childhood, you've been acquainted with the sacred writings. So they knew the stories which are able to make you wise for salvation. So I, I want my kids to know and have this foundation that leads them to Christ and everything. Um, the, you know, the other part of this, the message for me, if I may, is today we, we live in such a culture where you can't tell me what to believe. You can't tell me that I'm wrong. Right. I'm sorry that this, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and for the Christian, the Bible is all about the fact that, that uh, I'm getting a, a call the, the Bible is all about, it's for teaching, it's for reproof, it's for knowing, am I right or am I wrong in this? And it's for correction. It's for actually being corrected when you're wrong. And it's to right. train us in doing right. It, it's basically, it's, you know, it's the playbook for how to live. And, but then you have people who are like, no, I don't want to play by those rules. Well, so this is how I play by, I play by my rules. And it's like, well, okay, but if everyone's trying to play by their own version of the rules, of course there's going to be upset. And of course there's going to be, people are going to be annoyed and all this kind of stuff. Uh, if you've got people playing soccer and football in the same field, <laughs> it's going to be a problem. But yep. the question is like, listen, yeah, my, the, this thing I have, you know, it's going to say some of the things you do are wrong. Just like it tells me some of the things I do are wrong. That's, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, otherwise you're your own God. Cause you think you decide what's right and what's wrong. And, and, and I know I'm not smart enough to figure that out on my own. I've seen the movie, Bruce and Evan screwed it up royally. <laughs> That's right. So the next part of our SMORP is obedience. And it's right down one step of obedience you need to take today or this week based on what God is revealing to you. And it might be something that you're already working on. I think for me, man, is, is to be allowing God to correct me and to be building that foundation in my, in my family. Mm-hmm. That I, yeah. it's as simple as I can say it. Any anything yeah. you want to add? Well, I think I think I, mine will be similar. The idea that listen, if I if I want to be that you know awesome grandpappy, I need to really, and I want to be teaching those life lessons. I mean, I got to start getting practices now with my kids and taking advantage of that, which I do. But I think I need to do a better job of tying in faith and scripture and pointing to the big why behind mm-hmm. the, the decisions of like, listen, here's why we don't do this thing because you know, why don't you lie? Not just because it's wrong because it breaks relationship, right? Yep. Like here and, and because it hurts and, and, and all of a sudden people can't trust you anymore. And like the see in the Bible is these are things when this times when this happened and, you know, for every rule, there's a reason behind it, right? Like, and it, that leads to a better life when you do follow the rules. It's and it's so funny because people think, Oh, the Bible is just a bunch of rules. So that's like saying like, Soccer is just a bunch of rules. I just want to do whatever I want with soccer ball. It's like, yeah, but that's you're not doing it right. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, uh, you need to have those guidelines, those guardrails in place, because when people don't, it leads to 
pain. Absolutely. You made a good point about it breaking relationship because the majority of the Ten Commandments, a few are focused on our relationship with God, but the majority are focused on breaking relationship with one another. Yep. Uh, 100%. Yep. Uh, okay. So the next two parts of our SMORP are repentance. Uh, write out any confession that God reveals to you in this passage. In other words, if we've screwed up, if, I, if I've screwed up, Lucas, you that's watching, confess it. Tell God what it, what it is. He already knows, but he wants you to bring it to him. And, mm-hmm. and the other part is, is to spend some time praying and thanking God for his blessings. Um, pa- our pastor here, Pastor Dave, uh, says, and I'll, I won't be able to say it exactly the way he says it, but he says something to the effect of thanksgiving always brings us into the presence of the Lord. Coming, coming with thanksgiving brings us into his presence. Hmm. And, and, and I found that to be very true, um, especially when I've got stuff that's heavy on my heart that I want to bring to him. I always try to enter prayer with thanksgiving first. And, and, mm-hmm. and that brings me peace. Um, so write out anything, you know, and if you say that you have no sin, that's not true. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And, and even the Bible says mm-hmm. that, right? If we say we have yeah. no sin, we're, we make God a liar. And well, I'm sorry, but he's not. So, uh, I think that's, I think that's the end of our smart Lucas. How about you? I think it's good. I think you put a bow on it very nicely. Ah, good bow. So why don't we move to you, Lucas, and the tiebreaker. All right. So we have our tiebreaker hot off the presses this week, <laughs> so to speak. Oh. Um, this comes from Katie May. She has a dispute with her husband. Oh, marital dispute. These are our forte. This, is where, this is where we shine. That's right. Uh, about sandwich making. And I assumed it was going to be like a quarter cut sandwich versus a slant cut versus a diagonal cut, like some kind of a cutting situation. I was wrong, uh, but I would like to discuss that at some point. Okay. Uh, and she says, one of us thinks mayo and lettuce go on the sandwich before grilling. The other thinks hot mayo and wilted lettuce are an affront to all that is holy. Please help. I'm a vegetarian. So for me, it's cheese and veggies. For him, it's sometimes sliced ham or turkey. We grill it on a panini press. I feel like if it's not a it's not a sandwich, then it's a panini, right? Okay, so the, yes. the panini press is really what throws this whole thing into into flux. Yeah, because when it said one of us thinks the mayo goes before grilling, it was like grilling. Where's this grilling come into the picture? Exactly. No. I, I I will just like we could probably spend a long time picking this thing apart. Mm-hmm. For me, if I'm re- if I'm just trying to be honest. I would not want to put a hot mayo and wilted lettuce on my sandwich. You want your lettuce to have crunch and, and mayo to me is something that should be cold. Now, to be fair, now full, full disclosure, I don't put mayo on anything. I'm a plain Jane and I also don't eat lettuce on anything. Um, I have eaten it before, but I don't (laughs) eat it in sandwiches. But from what I understand, popular, popular wisdom is, cold and crispy is kind of the way to do it. I've actually, I think I've even seen people who have like, they'll bring their sandwich and they'll bring the lettuce separately and then they'll assemble it on location. That way the bread doesn't get soggy and the, uh, the, the stuff stays crispy or whatever. But, and I'm very much into the temperature and consistency of stuff. And you want to have a nice, I, I've had toasted sandwiches before, like with a nice crunch or whatever. And I, I'm not against the crunch or the grilling, but yeah, it seems like that's a weird combo. 
But you know what? So uh, now I'm torn because you just reminded me when I went to um, what's now Kingswood University, they had a panini press and you would go down and you could Mm -hmm. make whatever sandwich you were wanting to make. And so I always made uh, like a roast beef and jalapeno um, type of thing. But I would put the butter and I put the mayo on because it takes too long to press that, reopen it, put mayo and butter and stuff on. So you just make the whole thing, put it in there, close it, get your grill marks, get it nice and hot, and then you get out. So now, they, was the mayo hot? Or I thought it would just kind of cr- crust the outside, but I didn't think it was you're boiling your mayo in the center Maybe or you're anything. not boiling your mayo, but I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I put the mayo on, and I... I didn't put lettuce on it. Disassembling a sandwich halfway through the process does not seem ideal either. It it doesn't seem ideal. That seems like a waste of time. So, mm. Oh, solution. Solution. Take two slabs of bread, chuck them in the press, panini them, then assemble your sandwich. But, yeah. All right. Uh, You know what, Lucas? I'm with you. Although I think that we could... We could... uh, pick that apart i don't i don't know is it really a panini then uh well if well to me i've always thought paninis were more of a special bread like i again i don't i don't know paninis that I well don't know but paninis that well either. i basically it's some kind of bread with like the burn marks because i remember one time i ordered something at i ordered something at uh tim hortons and it was something that's normally toasted and they just like i was like this is not no like, oh, it was a breakfast bagel. And they just panini grilled it. I was like, that's not what I want. Like, I want no, that, it to be toasted. Yeah, I, I would. I, yes. So, you know what? I'm I'm going to say that I'm with you. If it's if you got to grill it on the panini, do the bread first, then assemble. Uh, okay. Now that we have a couple seconds left, now that we've solved this problem and saved that marriage, um, let's, let's, let's dive into it right now. Uh, how do you slice your, your sandwiches or do you slice your sandwiches? I, I slice my sandwiches diagonally. Diagonally, yes. So you've got one that's a triangle and one that um, with the hump. With the hump, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's normally. Although there are certain certain sandwiches I do fun, for fun uh, cut into little squares because it's fun to pretend I'm a little kid again. Uh, peanut butter sandwiches. A lot of the times I will cut into little squares, or the odd time, like once or twice a year, I will make a flakes of ham sandwich, which does include mayo. It's the only thing I eat with mayo. And that's on the one it. you put in the freezer, right? And so that I put it, it in a little the freezer. So, oh, so it's it's so cold. It's so good. Oh man, I'm hungry for that right now. Just so you anyway, know, the, folks at home, the reason I knew that is because of how many times over the course of 111 episodes, Lucas has found a way to work in this flakes of ham frozen sandwich. I'm I'm really on that uh, on that mission to get that out there. Try it, folks. And then I would, and I'm cutting it in quarters. Also helps like circulate the air and get it colder surface, faster. More surface uh, ratio. And I'll, and I'll usually pour some crunchy cheesies right in the center and make a little like uh, oh, a beautiful tableau. Oh brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me, diagonal. Now I will say this. I've. I mean, if you're if you grow up in the church, you go to potlucks. And for whatever reason, mm-hmm. if someone were to hand me an egg salad sandwich that was cut diagonally, I wouldn't want it. I would want an egg salad sandwich cut, um, you know, a horse. No, no, in two, oh, but just, just across. Really? So you've got a rectangle okay. and then the bumps on one side. Don't mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. don't ask me why. That's just what I've that's what I've grown up with. That's how you raised. That's, that's what I know. Uh, people at home, let us, let us know how were you raised. My mother told me that there was a time. Uh, when I would only eat the triangle parts of the bread that I, for whatever reason, I hated the, the part with the hump. 
Don't, don't, ask, don't ask me why. <laughs> I, I can't tell you why, but I vaguely recall that. And, uh, and so that's what you said. Lucas, we're just about done, but I, I do want to mm-hmm. do one more thing with you. We did it last week, had a little bit of fun with it. We're going to go to the one-off. <laughs> I got to find a better stinger. Uh, so basically what we did last week was we looked at a few films that were, um, it was boring movie descriptions and I tested Lucas to see if he could, uh, figure out what they were. So I think we did five last time. We'll do five again and we'll see how you do. Yeah. Are you, I started super strong last time and then kind of, I, I faltered at the finish line there at the end. Here we go. And it reads like this. Confectionery manufacturer makes billions by duping people into buying his product. Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. (laughs) For an opportunity to visit his factory, which breaks numerous labor and safety laws. Willy Wonka in the chocolate <laughs> factory. All right, you're off to a good start. Man turns off alarm clock 3,176 times. Groundhog Day. Yes. Uh, a politician, uh, no, a political confrontation ensues after a structural flaw is discovered in a government building. Hmm. A political political confrontation ensues after a structural flaw is discovered in a government building. Oh, I'm going to know this movie too, aren't I? Oh, yeah. Oh, darn it. I'm going to tap that because me me sitting here for five minutes humming and hawing about it is not good radio. Star Wars. What is it? Star Wars. Uh, a flaw in a government building? The, the Death Star, remember? Oh, the Death Star. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so I forget which one that was. Um, was that the... Th- which one did they blow the Death Star up in? Uh, one in three. They blew it up twice? Uh, husband loses patience with his family in an all-exclusive winter resort. Oh, uh, uh, the, yeah. The one with... Oh, uh, shoot. Here's Johnny. Uh, you know, the the Stephen King movie book, uh, The Shining. The Shining. Or The Shining, as they did in The Simpsons. All right, last one. If you don't get this, you... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, some rich dude buys an island and puts old lizards on it. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> old lizards. <laughs> Oh, good That's grief. Good. Yeah, good job. There's plenty more where that came from. We'll continue doing that. Folks, you can follow our podcast, and thank you for being here with us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you do want to follow us there, you can just use at Auction Holy Club to search for us. If you do use any of the social medias to talk about us, make sure you use the hashtag OH Club. And if you do listen to the podcast on a podcast player, would you leave us a review? That would help. A five-star review, please, because that would actually help the podcast get onto different lists and get you know on front pages and things like that so people can listen to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pardon me. And if you do leave us, I can't. <laughs> he'll even read it on the air. Not only that, but you can send in your questions uh, to us if Brad's still living at oxfordholyclub.com. You can browse our merch when it becomes available and much, much more. Now, we don't pay to advertise, of course, uh, but any growth we have comes from you uh, sharing us with others. And oh, I think I'm okay. So, folks, thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you, Lucas. Looking forward to seeing you guys when we come back live in three weeks. And until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun.